0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Thrifting Ain't Easy. I'm your host, Erica. And for this week's episode, I dug a little bit deeper into my soul and into just my experience to try to compile this list of some things I wish I knew before I started selling on Poshmark, Mercari, Curtsy, Depop, the whole nine yards, just my entire reselling journey. And i I'm only doing this episode in hopes that it can definitely help somebody out. I want to help somebody in the beginning stages of their reselling journey, and I want to give you guys some information of what I wish I would have known. So that is exactly what this episode is about. I have been reselling on my own for now two years, and as a whole, I have been reselling with, as I've talked about before, um, with my mom's small business and... Our family business, we, we were reselling on Poshmark even four years ago. So I have a lot of experience in this platform and in this reselling world. And that's all I want to do is share some good news for you guys and share some tips and tricks for the people who may be in the beginning stages and the people who may have been selling for so long, but there's still some things there is learning and want to know on how to be the best possible reseller they can be. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's podcast. And also, I want to even thank you guys for um, just encouraging me and being amazing listeners. So thank you guys so much. We're back to our regularly scheduled Wednesday episodes, y'all. I am back on Wednesday. We've got this. So um, if you guys are interested in learning the 10 things I wish I knew before becoming a reseller, just keep on listening. So getting this list started, the first thing I have down that I wish I knew before becoming a reseller. Number one, start slowly and purposefully. When I first started my reseller journey, I remember just buying whatever I could from the Goodwill bins, from the liquidation outlets, and from the Goodwill stores. If I thought I was cute, I was going to put it in my closet. I didn't really care about the brands. I didn't really research, you know, how much of a profit I could make from it. I just wanted things that I personally thought was cute, not thinking about my customers and just ready to get things going and going and going. With that being said, there are still some things I have listed that I got in the very beginning, so that should tell you how this is going so far. My biggest thing start slowly and purposefully. When you are buying something, make sure you are buying it for a purpose. The biggest thing I have started doing that is helping me understand whether there is a purposeful meaning to this purchase is by going on Poshmark, going on Depop and seeing if something has like it has sold or exactly the item has sold before, how much they got from it and is it in demand. I used to just buy because I thought I liked it. Even though it had those Forever 21 tags that they could go and get for eight bucks themselves. I would still pay three dollars from the thrift store to have it in my closet just because I thought it was is cute with that being said that's not buying purposefully you need to make sure that everything you bring into your closet everything you get ready to sell, has a reason you're getting it and also with that being said don't just buy things buy things buy things to get it coming to your closet in a fast manner and just make sure you got your closet out Take your time when it comes setting up your closet. Take your time when it comes getting new items in. And most importantly, take your time when you are in the thrift store curating what you want to bring into your closet and what you don't. Working slowly and purposefully is so much better than working at a fast pace and messing up. Take your time and understand that it's not a race to the finish line, especially in the reseller business. It's really not a race to the finish line. Those customers are looking for specific items for moments at a time, yes, but the customers are always there. There are so many millions of people who use platforms like Poshmark and Depop and Curtsy every single day. So with that being said, you don't need to rush and Cause mistakes along the way just because you want to get as many items as you can listed because you just started. So take your time when you're first starting out and make sure that everything you buy has a purpose for it. Look through the brands, look through the need for it. Don't go buying a free people's sweater in the winter, I mean, in the summertime. Just because it's the brand Free People or just because it's Lululemon or just because it's Coach doesn't mean that the purpose is there right now. Make sure when you are doing something, you're in the thrift store taking your time and buying everything with a purpose. The next thing, number two. Find a closet niche. This is something that I am still trying to figure out, but I have learned from so many different people and seen so many different shops and even learned, especially on my Etsy journey, um, the importance of finding a niche. Your customers are more likely to bundle if you have things in your closet that match their aesthetic. So my biggest advice is to build around that aesthetic of what you love, what you want to sell, and what you can find the easiest in your local thrift stores or liquidation outlets or wholesale places. So with that being said, finding your niche, whether you want to sell boho, hippie, vintage, gothic, Bisco, whatever type of clothing you want to sell, whatever type of closet you want to curate, make sure it all goes together so that your customers are more likely to bundle items. By having men's clothes mixed with women's clothes mixed with kids' clothes and having gothic mixed with boho – It's much harder for your people, your customers, to go through everything you have and want to bundle things. You want to give your customers a reason to buy more from you than just one item, especially with Poshmark when they're already paying that expensive shipping cost. A lot of people are going to want to bundle, and a lot of people will not buy from a shop just because they can't bundle something else. So you have to think from the perspective of a customer. Find a niche and a specific target audience that you want to sell to and make sure you have multiple items that will attract people and get people going. And also that makes life so much easier when you're at the thrift store. When you have a closet niche and you already kind of know what you want to sell, life becomes so much easier at the thrift store because you already go into the thrift store knowing what you're looking for, knowing what styles of clothing you want, and knowing what sections you should go to. So it is very important to find your closet niche in the beginning stages. Number three, be thoughtful of branding. This one is really really complicated because when i say be thoughtful branding i mean the entire branding of your shop you should be treating this as a business with that being said some people decide to name their shop after their name some people decide to uh, name it after their kids stuff like that but say you were to open up a boutique in your hometown treat that Poshmark closet the same way you would treat a brick and mortar building. That's how I look at it. And that's why I say be thoughtful of your branding because, yeah, you might just start out selling some leftover items that you have in your personal closet and you might be selling some things for, you know, people in your life who want to get rid of things or you might be selling things that didn't sell at the yard sale. But if you want this to be an actual business, an actual job, and you want to become a reseller, be thoughtful of your branding in the beginning stages and know that "Mm, it might not be best to use my name in my business title. Come up with a name that you really enjoy, a name that embodies what you're selling, and a name that embodies who you are and what your business is. Go ahead and take that time to come up with a shop name that is unique to you. And also, if you want to start building platforms around it, make sure everything is the same. On my Depop, Poshmark, Etsy, Curtsy, all of that, have the same name. I go by the cheap teak. I chose that name because I wanted boutique in the name, but I also wanted it to be sure to showcase and broadcast to my customers that this is an affordable shop. This is a shop where anybody can shop. You're not going to be paying a high price because I didn't pay a high price. So, with that being said, be thoughtful with your branding and make sure you come up with a name that embodies what you want to do and what you want to sell and treat this. Every day, as if it was a brick-and-mortar business. Number four, your workspace is super important. I cannot stress this enough. I didn't realize this until I got the perfect workspace in my apartment. But your workspace really does make or break the productivity of your business. Right now in my apartment, I have a designated area. I have a, a mini bar in my room which at first I was like, what am I going to do with this? But then in my reselling journey, I'm like, this is perfect. I have a desk for my printer, my folding station, and then I have a cabinet where I have all of my accessories, my thank you cards, my shipping stuff. Everything I need is right there because of that station. So I basically have my own packaging station built into my room. It is perfect perfect. Um, At my house, my mom transformed our guest bedroom into our shipping station, our office, everything. We have the computer in there. We had the closet was full of our clothing and she even um, packaged everything with numbers and making sure to track the inventory. Your workspace really does make or break your productivity. If you are just pulling things out on your couch, you're most likely not going to take it as serious. So designate a spot in your house, designate a room in your house to transform, to make sure you have the adequate office, the adequate workspace for you to get things done and to make you and your mind and feel like this is a true business the first thing that you need to do is tell yourself this is a real business and with a real business comes a real workstation so building and accomplishing your perfect and ideal workspace is so important to the success of your business number five you don't always have to listen to other people's advice I say this as you're listening to a podcast, I know, but I am the type of person, I have compared my journey to so many other people's journeys for so long. I've seen the success of others. I have seen how good others are doing. I've seen the followings of others. And with that being said, I have discouraged myself and it hasn't helped me or my business by being discouraged now, has it? No. So with that being said, you don't always have to listen to other people's advice. Some people say you should do the one, two, three method on Poshmark. I've tried that and I have only been successful maybe one time. I have seen so many people talk about how, you know, you need to include this type of thank you card, this type of sticker, or you'll get negative reviews. I've seen people say that you have to get the Rolo to be successful on Poshmark. And so many different advice things. And, you know, I have to get a virtual assistant to have any success on Poshmark. And that is not always true. Other people's advice is not your advice. Other people's journey is not your journey. So, If you find things that work better for you, just because another reseller or another Poshmarker or even your favorite podcaster, which I hope is me, isn't saying to do that doesn't mean it's wrong. Take each step of the way as a journey for you and make sure that you are focused on your goal your business, your success, and your customers. Because at the end of the day, this is your business. This isn't anyone else's business. This is your business, and you need to make sure that you are making the most of it. So um, my biggest thing is, even if you look up to them, and even if you see how much money they make, just understand that just because you're doing everything that this successful Poshmark reseller is doing doesn't mean you're going to have the same results as them. You're going to have to get through on your own. So make sure that you are following your own guidance, following your own gut, and you can do it, I promise you. You don't always have to take other people's advice. Number six, especially on Poshmark, you don't have to spend on shipping supplies. I remember the days when I used to pay for poly mailers and lose money. Basically, because I go on Poshmark and they already give me the label. You go to the post office, you can get the boxes for free. But I was sitting there paying for my own shipping supplies when I didn't have to do that. Guys... Poshmark allows you to ship priority on everything. With that being said, you can use the priority boxes at the post office. Listen, I'm going to say it again. You can use the priority boxes at the post office. They are free for you to use. Poshmark is that golden app, honestly, where all you have to do is post, list, and share. That's all you have to do. Poshmark gives you so many different opportunities to just fold up your items, put it in a box you never had to pay for, print it off, and you're good to go. Ship it out the door. Do not purchase shipping supplies, especially boxes, especially poly mailers and stuff like that, especially if you are relying on Poshmark. That will save your business so much money that you can put towards other things. So please, please, please understand on Poshmark, you don't need to be spending extra money that you don't have to on shipping supplies. That took me a little bit to understand, but I understood it now. I understand it now and I'm so grateful that especially on Poshmark, I don't have to worry about buying poly mailers because I can just go to the post office, get it for free and not have to use up the poly mailers that I end up using on my Etsy a lot. So it saves me money, saves me time, saves me energy from purchasing on Amazon just by going to the post office, getting that free box and just dropping it off the next day. Another thing that isn't on my list, but I want, it goes with the shipping supplies. Another thing about Poshmark that is so good, you can schedule a pickup. With the post office. If you don't even want to drive to the post office, if you can't drive to the post office, or if you live too far from the post office, if there is a reason you can't go to the post office, contact your local post office right now and schedule a pickup. It's really, really easy. And I think there are some things on the Poshmark app that allow you to do it even easier. You just press a button and you can schedule a pickup at your address. So take advantage of the beauty and the partnership that Poshmark has with the United States Postal Service. Take advantage of it. Number seven, planning is great, but not always best. This one kind of reminds me of what I was saying earlier about start slowly and purposefully. I'm the type of person who strongly believes if it is for you, it will come to you. So with that being said, I don't like to run rampant and plan a lot of things just because every time that I have, as someone who suffers from anxiety, every time that I overly plan things, things still turn out wrong. So with that being said, planning is great, but not always best. When you start planning things, you become overindulged, you become anxious, and you get to the point where you burn out easily. One thing I've seen from a lot of people on the internet is saying that resellers often have the addictive personality. When a lot of resellers first begin, they get so excited and so ramped up that they're going to be doing this as a job. So they get to the point where they're just going, 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 and they're planning out things. They're planning their launch. They're planning out what they want to sell, how they want to sell it, when they want to sell it, and who they want to sell it to and on the way doing all that planning doing all that planning a lot of people end up forgetting things a lot of people end up losing their customer service skills cuz if you you can plan all you want but there's some knowledge that you have to have that just goes beyond just purely goes beyond being a top seller You have to be able to handle your customers and that requires patience. It doesn't require planning. Handling a bad review does not, it's not something you can plan for, but it is something that patience is going to teach you. Planning a lot of the time gets in the way. So sometimes you do just have to go with the flow, go to the thrift store and see what you can find that day. Don't sit there and tell yourself, I'm going to find Lululemon and if I don't, I'm going to flip out. No, Lululemon will find you. That's just how it works. Go to the thrift store, take your time, don't plan out everything exactly, and just make sure you're doing what you have to do. Of course, yes, you want to plan out to make sure you are making, you have a profitable margin and you have enough items in your store at that time, but what I'm saying is planning too much is never good. Sometimes you just have to go with the flow and let your business take its toll. That happened with me. I decided to put my mystery boxes on Etsy and now I'm almost at 2000 sales on Etsy and I just passed my one year anniversary of selling my first box. Planning is great, but not always best. I want to keep saying that. Planning is great, but not always best. Sometimes you do just have to go with the flow and understand that this reselling business, like I said earlier, is not always a race to the finish line, y'all. Take your time and understand that your customers are there and your customers will be there. Just breathe and take your time. Number eight. Keep track of your inventory. This is something that took me a long time to understand. But now that I do it, I am so grateful, y'all. Keep track of your inventory. When you have a lot of items listed on your Poshmark, go through and number each one. Put it in a notebook and let yourself be able to guide you where it is. I just know um, we did this over winter break with my mom and her Poshmark. Um, she had over, I want to say 300 items listed. Um, and with that being said, oh my goodness, y'all, we folded everything, bagged everything and numbered everything and then put it into our little journal, our reselling journal and made sure that we knew where everything was because we When you get to the point where you're selling and you have 100 items, 300 items listed in your Poshmark closet, and you sell one item, going through all your boxes, all your hangers, everything can be so draining. So you can alleviate a lot of that damage. I'm telling you, you can alleviate a lot of that damage just by numbering it and putting it into that journal. So hey number 164 sold, you go to the box that says number 146 to 175, all those clothing items are there, you know, 164 is right there. So there you go. There's your item. It can be really stressful going through all your items with no type of guidance, no type of inventory, yada, yada, yada. So please, y'all keep track of your inventory. It will pay off in the end. It will help you so much. I'm telling you. Number eight, engage, comment, like, repeat. Engage, comment, like, repeat. Engage, comment, like, repeat. When you're first starting out on Poshmark and you have no followers, that feeling of how am I going to get sales is going to hit you. And if you want to know how, engage, comment, like, repeat. First things first, I would ever always tell people, and I really wish I knew this when I became a reseller, Other resellers will help your business, they really will. Go on there and find some top resellers that you found on social media, that you know, whatever it is, find some top resellers and share a couple of their items. And a lot of the time they will do the same for you. Like their items, comment on their items during the, especially during the Poshmark parties. Engage and get people coming to your page. And if you see people who like your items, especially when you're first starting out, send offers to likers. Engage with your customers to let, you, let them know that you're willing to go down a little bit. You're willing to work with them on this price because it is a big deal for you to get that first sale. Sharing is such a huge thing. Engagement is such a huge thing, just like it is on all social media platforms. Poshmark, it is just as important. Depop is also just as important. When you first get started on Depop, you're so intimidated because you're like, how am I going to get a sale on here? Use the hashtags that Depop allows you to use. Follow other Depoppers and, you know, get exposure to see what they want. Share your things on Depop. The same thing. Code everything in an engaging way. That's the biggest thing I got to tell you guys. When you first start reselling, engage with people who know what they're doing so that maybe they can help you along their way. Because say I have, you know, 100,000 followers on Poshmark and I share one of your items. That can be new eyeballs on your items. Think about it. Engagement goes a long way for small, small shops. So start getting with a big creator. Start, you know, going towards Instagram and asking other resellers to help you out. To, you know, help get some eyes onto your sales and get that feedback that you might need. And just take advantage of the engaging platform that Poshmark really is. Number 10 and the last of this list, packing can make break that five-star rating. How you package is a huge deal, you guys. I don't think you understand. I personally do not like getting a package that is just thrown in there, especially if it's from a small business, especially if it's from you know, a reseller. I want to feel like I am appreciated. And I'm not saying you have to spend a lot of money. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying maybe a sticker that says thank you. Maybe make sure it's wrapped in either tissue paper or in plastic wrap so that nothing happens to it on the way there just in case it rains and the box gets messed up or something. But just packaging really can make or break that five star. Because I've seen, I've heard of an instance. I live in Florida, so. Hurricane season is literally tomorrow, probably. Um, With that being said, boxes get left outside, a hurricane just happens to blow by, and that box is ruined. Make sure that you wrap your package. That you're sending to someone with care let them know that hey i'm thinking of the different rain or shine that might happen or hey i want you to feel like you're opening a present when you open this package even if you're just getting twine and you're tying it it still looks so cute coming up with funky and fun stickers that say thank you or handwritten thank you notes go so far I want you guys to understand that packaging really can make or break that five-star rating. Some people will give you four stars because it looks like you just threw this top in a box and threw it out the door. Put a little bit of effort in there. Not too much. I'm not saying break the bank. I'm not saying break the bank. But I am saying put a little bit of effort into your packaging to let your customers know that you are grateful for them coming to your shop. And a lot of the times, that is a reason why people come back is because they have an impressive experience the first time that they shop from you. So I just want you guys to know that packaging can make or break and there are so many efficient and effective ways to do that. If you want to know more about packaging and how to kill it in the packaging department, I have another podcast episode called "packing Packaging and Shipping 101. That goes into some of the supplies I use, but it does not have to break the bank at all. Just put a little bit of effort into making your customer feel appreciated each time they order from you. So I'm going to go through this list one more time. The 10 things I wish I knew before becoming a reseller. Number one, start slowly and purposefully. Number two, find a closet niche. Number three, be thoughtful of branding. Number four, your workspace is super important. Number five, you don't always have to listen to other people's advice. Number six, especially on Poshmark, you don't have to spend money on shipping supplies. Number seven, planning is great, but not always best. Number eight, keep track of your inventory. Number nine, engage, comment, like, repeat. Number 10, packaging can make or break that five-star rating. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode of Driftin' Ain't Easy. I just wanted to say thank you guys just for supporting me and for continuing to show support for this podcast. And I actually do want to shout out somebody. I haven't looked at my reviews on... Apple Podcast in a while, but I just checked it and I saw that someone left a review back in April. This is a little late and I'm so sorry y'all, but I'm here. This was a review left by Aqua Some. A-Q-U-A S-O-M-M I want to say thank you so much for your review it really really means a lot to me so if you guys want to leave a review if you guys want to recommend my podcast that would be so appreciated I'm going to keep doing this regardless and I just want to tell you guys how much I really do appreciate um, your continued listenership and just your continued support of this podcast so again thank you so much Aquasom for your amazing an insightful and helpful review of this podcast. I really do. It put a huge smile on my face and made my entire day to know that I am helping you guys in this reseller journey because that's all I want to do. I don't want to gatekeep anything. I just want to help everybody rise up and just kill it in this reselling game. So thank you so much for, you know, listening to my podcast and for just supporting me and continuing to listen. I will keep these episodes coming. I will be back next week. You already know it on a Wednesday. So again, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you learned a lot from it. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow the Instagram at The College Reseller and my business Instagram at The Cheap Teak. Feel free to shop and follow and find me on Depop, Poshmark, Etsy, and Curtsy at The Cheap Teak. And on um, Mercari. you can just find me look for me thank you guys so much for your continued support i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode and i hope you have an amazing rest of your week i will see you guys back next week again thank you Aquasom. bye guys at Evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible